Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions while we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. Don't you worry about a thing. Don't you worry about a thing. 
God, as we come to a time of confession, knowing and believing that your grace is already at work even before we mumble a word. For where sin increases, grace increases all the more. We humbly pray together now and confess the burdens of our hearts. God, your story is one of redemption, holiness, salvation, and new beginnings. Things that we need, things that we long for, because we mess up. We fall down, and we don't know where to turn. So we turn to you, Holy One. We turn to you for redemption. We place before you all those things, holy and unholy, that are a part of our lives. We cry out to you, save us. Help us to start over, because we can't get out of our own way. Forgive us, God, as only you can. Help us to begin anew. Not only that, but remind us of what it means to be your people, to love you and to love those around us, whether we want to or not. And now let us confess silently. Friends, this is what the good news means. There is nothing that you can do to make God love you any more, and there's nothing that you can do to make God love you any less. You are beloved. You are forgiven. Live in peace. And now for Holy Interruption. Hello, everyone. I'm Elaine Kraft. 
This month, I'm celebrating my first anniversary of discovering Downtown Church. Particularly in this time of so much doom and gloom surrounding us, I find peace and light at Downtown Church. A year ago, I was faced with my husband's rapidly declining health. I'm now a widow, but I'm far from alone. Through Sunday church services online or safely spaced on the back lawn of the church building, I find unique, meaningful, and uncluttered support for my faith journey. Small groups, mostly virtual now, have provided ways to get to know and care for one another. For me, downtown church is traditional where it matters and not where it doesn't. And thankfully, it feels like home. Our scripture reading today comes from the Gospel according to Matthew. I'm reading chapter 27, verses 57 through 60. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who was also a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered for it to be given to him. So Joseph took the body, he wrapped it in clean linen cloth and laid it in his own tomb, which he had hewn from the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the door of the tomb and went away. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. The title of today's sermon is, Please, No Christmas Wrapping Paper. He asks for the body. He asks for the body and gets it. Something doesn't add up here. Something doesn't add up here. It's more likely, I think, that Joseph of Arimathea makes a deal to get Jesus' body. Like, He offers money to Pilate, a lot of money in exchange for the body of Jesus. That makes more sense to me. It isn't normal to give away dead bodies. Call up the morgue and ask for a body. See what they say. You must have proof that you are the legal guardian of the deceased or the designated funeral service to get a body. I mean, at one time, perhaps you could buy a body for scientific purposes, but, but remember, Jesus has been labeled a criminal body, which means there's security watching his body at all times. There's more to peel back between the lines, Joseph asked for the body and Pilate gave it to him. The conversation happens behind closed doors. It happens because Joseph uses his first name basis with Pilate to get a meeting after hours. 
And as the door closes behind them, Pilate pours them both a drink. They sit down in, in comfy chairs. And Joseph says, I want Jesus' body. I want Jesus' body. <laughs> I imagine that uh, some of the drink just spews out of Pilate's mouth at that moment, astounded at these words coming out of his friend Joseph. What? You want the body? Yeah. I want the body. Confused, Pilate says, why? Joseph wants Jesus' body for the same reason that we want Jesus' body. We want to honor him. We want to worship him. We want to give him the gift of a proper burial. But Joseph knows. He knows that Pilate won't understand. And it doesn't matter if Pilate understands. So instead of answering his question, Joseph pulls out cash. He knows Pilate's price. He also knows his own. And it was never about the money. Joseph places a value on Jesus' body then and there. He places a value on giving Jesus a proper burial. He places a value on the community of believers to which he belongs. Joseph is one of many who want to anoint Jesus' body, but Joseph is the one able to accomplish this task. The other disciples have given in so many ways to Jesus. They've given their lives, their times, their, their service. But they don't have the money between them to bargain with Pilate. And they, they don't have the number to, burn, to Pilate's burner phone They don't have enough clout to make it through his door to beg. But Joseph does. Joseph is respected among the leaders. He has a seat at the dinner parties. And he has kept quiet on matters of his own faith until now. Until Joseph sees this opportunity where he can make a difference. He is the one who can get Jesus' body. And so he steps up and he does something of value for the community because he belongs to them. He belongs to the community following Jesus. We don't hear a lot about Joseph of Arimathea. I sure wish we did because he is one of us. He is a disciple of Jesus. And he reminds me of this single mom that I know. This single mom, she works tirelessly, ridiculously hard to provide for her kids. She will do anything and everything for them, including sell Christmas wrapping paper, to raise money for her kids' school. She tells the truth, though. It's really the last thing she wants to do, 
the last thing that she has capacity to do, especially now. Her first thought when her kids, her beautiful, energetic kids come home from school with the bags of Christmas wrapping paper, her thought is always the same every year. Oh, can I just write a check? Can I please just write a check that matches what the school needs? Or can I write a check for however much that Christmas wrapping paper costs? I can write a check. I want to write a check. I don't want to sell Christmas wrapping paper. And I love her honesty, this single mom. Some people love, love uh, selling their whatever their kids bring home to support the school. But, you know, I I think most probably do not. I felt the same way managing special days and gifts for my kids' school. And I love my kids' school. I love belonging to that community. I love the value that that it adds to my kids' life, that it adds to my own. But when I get a checklist of things to bring for the next holiday party, I panic and I I ask myself, can't I just write a check, please? Instead of signing up to remember to bring blueberries on Tuesday, can you just tell me who to Venmo the $4.14? That's what I have capacity to give right now. Often in our communities, we make it a combo deal. You know, in order to belong, you volunteer your time, your talent, and your money. And and I know why we do this. There is a correlation between where you spend your time and where you invest your dollars. And we've seen it. We've seen it at church. As people volunteer to make cookies for holy interruption or greet for worship or volunteer with uh, the kids and downtown kids, there tends to be an investment of dollars that follows. But here's the thing. This pandemic has taken away many of those opportunities to serve because of safety. We can't eat cookies baked in mass together right now. And, and we can't hand out programs and shake one another's hands. And, and we can't have volunteers getting close to our kids coming from different schools. It's more important than ever now to feel good about writing a check, to know that it matters, that it contributes to our faith community in meaningful ways, that it is a way we belong. Downtown Church is going to go on no matter what. No matter what we decide, Downtown Church will go on because this church belongs to Jesus. It always has. The question is whether or not you or me, we are going to be a part of whatever downtown church becomes next. Are we going to be Joseph, stepping up in our community, providing for a particular need as we have the resources to give? That is our decision to make.
At Downtown Church, we try to keep it real simple. So here is a real simple list of ways to participate. The first is that you can write a check, and it matters. Big time, it matters, especially now. The second is you can choose to sign up for a meal train. We've got babies being born left and right at downtown church. And y'all, that is such a gift of hope. And with new babies means we've got families that are needing extra support and care to put food on the table. You can sign up for a meal train to support them. We've got people having surgery who are sick, who also can appreciate a meal. The third is you can fill out a postcard. We have several here at the church. You can request one. And you can write a word of encouragement that will get sent to someone who needs a tangible gift of connection from their community right now, who needs to know that they are seen and cared for. These are ways that you can lead the church. These are ways that you can contribute These are ways that you belong. You belong. And not only do you belong, but you create space at Downtown Church for others to find us and to explore their faith and to belong as well. Thanks be to God. Amen.
Hey, Don. Hey, Lucas. So Joseph of Arimathea, am I saying that right? Joseph of Arimathea. Yeah. You know, I've never heard a sermon preached on Joseph before. Really? But he's an interesting character. He is, and he's important. He's an important part of the story. Yeah, it's this like character that comes in and, um, I don't know, just like tries to get that closure with Jesus and tries to honor Jesus even after he's dead. And, and I really like the turn you took um, comparing Joseph to this ability for us to be stewards of God's money as well mm-hmm. and giving it back to the church when the church, frankly, needs it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's a good model. And and it's interesting to me when I think about historically how we talk about disciples and we really like lift up and glorify these 12 that dropped their nets and left their families and left their careers to follow Jesus. And we get this like story about them, right? But they're not perfect mm-hmm. at all, which we're not. Um, but they're poor. I mean, they, they have zero money. They're trusting Jesus to get bread and have what they need to do ministry. But there, there are other models of how to be a disciple. And I think um, it's important for us to um, hear different models of being a disciple because all of us are really different. And the call isn't necessarily always to like become someone different, but to pay attention to who we are what resources we have, not just money, but like relationships and um, how we can follow Jesus and contribute to our to our communities of faith, um, given what we, we have right now, what we have to contribute and not feel bad about it or mm-hmm. feel some kind of way, you know? Yeah, shame is something that's often wrapped up in that. Yeah, that's messed up, you yeah. know? And I think it's, it's hard um, as preachers to preach good sermons about money and just like name money and not wrap it up in some theology or some shame or guilt culture that sure it works for other churches, but like, that's not our style. Mm -mm. Well, I thank you for your good word today. Um, and may it lead to, to giving and all Mm -hmm. that. So let's go to God now in prayer. God, we live in anxious times, times where the future seems so uncertain where division persists and where loneliness is present. God, meet us in this place. Remind us that we are part of something much larger than ourselves, that our fears and anxieties tremble before your might, that our fragile timelines fall short of your cosmic plan, that our tendency to hate falls short of your call to love. 
God, we give thanks for the joys of this week, for the sunshine that warms our hearts, for the smiles behind masks that remind us that we are not alone, for your son who gives us the hope, peace, joy, and love that we so desire. May you be with us all this week. May you be with all those who are suffering on the streets, with the families who remain physically separate, with those missing the presence of loved ones. Loving God, be with us all. Amen. Amen. So now, friends, we come to a time where we affirm our faith. Today we will again use the affirmation of faith found in the Apostles' Creed. So church, what is it that you believe? I believe, believe in, in God, God, the Father, Father Almighty, Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and, earth, and in Jesus Christ, Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation. benediction. People are just people. And yet God compels us, like Joseph, to do extraordinary things. As you go from this time of worship, 
May the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the interruption of the Holy Spirit be with you and with all those you love and with all those nobody loves. Amen. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give. Special thanks to our technical team and artists of all forms. Musical composition vocals brought to you by Risha Connor Frierson and Sean Thompson. Audio mastery by Drew Parker. Don't You Worry About a Thing by Stevie Wonder. Heavenly Day by Patty Griffin. And Praise to the Lord, the Almighty by Douglas Earl Bush. Scriptures quoted from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. Theological musings and prayer brought to you by Lucas Jones and Don Hyde.